Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. You guys are in for a treat tonight. This is Saturday Night Live. We are uh, pretty. Uh, we do these pretty infrequently. Uh, we've only done a handful of, of live Saturday night uh, Saturday night shows in the uh, in the six year history of uh, you know the talk show, and um, you know each of them has been a classic. So we tend to keep it a little bit more real, go a little bit deeper into it. So uh, and and you know I, I couldn't think of a better topic to talk about on a Saturday night um, other than you know what's what's often going on and you know. What usually goes on out here on the weekends, a lot of sex, a lot of jump-off situations, a lot of friends with benefits, a lot of creeping, a lot of adultery, you know what I'm saying? Just a lot of that goes on. And so what we want to do tonight, and I mean, not, so there's the scandalous aspect of it, but then also it's, you know, there's a lot of dating going on, all right? There's a lot of courting going on. There's a lot, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, I, it's it's a, a popular date night, um, you know, Saturday nights, Friday nights, things like that. So what we want to do tonight is we want to talk about a little something called the 90-day rule. Now, you know, many, and we, this is not something that you guys haven't heard us discuss here on the show over the years, you know, in fact, in great detail even. Uh, but now that I think about it, I'm not sure that we've ever done an entire show dissecting it. I know we've, you know, barbershop talk, we've mentioned it, we've talked about Steve Harvey, we've done different things, but I'm not sure if we've done an actual show entitled The 90 Day Rule, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to tackle it tonight, you know, once and for all. So, you know, a big part of the issue on a large scale in today's society when it comes to dating, when it comes to relationship is, you know, we are a sexual, you know, species. uh, But aside from that, you know, there's, you know, men and women, there is, you know, dating nowadays has a very strong sexual vibe to it, okay? There's a lot of sexual tension out there. And so the question often arises of how soon is too soon to have sex? You know, that's like the number one question on everybody's mind. It's like, how long should I wait? How long should I make him wait? When do I give in? When is it okay to go there? So what we want to do tonight is we want to tackle that from a from a very honest a very real perspective uh in regards to sex now many of you may uh have tuned in uh, a couple nights ago a couple live shows ago to our all-time classic special on fornication and what the bible says about it now you know we're going to approach it from i mean we literally did the whole show the other night strictly from you know what the word says about sex Nothing but that. If you heard it, you already know that's all we did. Classic show, classic information given. Tonight we're going to approach it more so from a worldly perspective, uh, speaking about, you know, wh- how, what's going on in the minds of men, okay? How do men feel about sex? You know, a lot of women think that that's actually a good idea. You know, let's make him wait 90 days, and hopefully that will mean that he will be a good guy, he'll treat me special, he won't be just in it for the sex. We want to talk, and, and there are a lot of men out there who are actually, I shouldn't say a lot of men, <laughs> I, I, can, I think of one man who, who co-signs that and actually came up with that ridiculous theory, which is Steve Harvey. And unfortunately, millions even of women have adopted that belief, they've, you know, molded their life around it they've uh, you know incorporated it into their uh dating and relationship um you know guidebook as far as how to conduct themselves so we just want to talk about it from a real perspective as far as why that is not a good idea 
All right, so uh, definitely uh, if you have questions or comments or feedback or anything of that nature, uh, give us a call, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. I know there are a lot of women who who have uh, tried that out, some who are still, you know, doing it. And I just want to share with you, I've literally worked with hundreds of women over the last 10-plus years with, through private counseling that have specifically told me that they have been dogged as a result of that. And that's, you know, some people say, well, you know, why is this a big deal? It's a big deal because women's lives are being affected. They are looking for people. They're looking for books and, you know, TV shows or what have you that are, you know, guided, hoping hoping to guide them in the the right direction as far as having success, uh, but unfortunately lives are being ruined. Um, you know, situations are coming about, whether it's STDs, HIV, you know, uh, unplanned pregnancies, you know, that result in abortions in many cases. So we want to just talk about sex, you know, which is a whole other part of the problem in today's society. You know, people are not talking about sex. There's no conversations. There's no honest conversations. There's no real conversations. You have men. In fact, I'm I'm coming from the barbershop today, literally, where me and about five other brothers were just literally talking about sex as far as what, you know, the misconceptions that women have about what we think about it, you know, why we do the things we do, how women could avoid falling into certain situations. And though I can guarantee if those types of conversations could be heard, you know, other than someplace other than the actual barbershops and other than, you know, this show, I can guarantee that the world will be a much, much different place because women would see like, wow, that's how they feel. Okay, let me not do X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to fall into, you know, being a part of uh, that conversation with those types of men. You understand that? So definitely, um, you know, you know, get that notepad out. We're going to keep it honest tonight. We're going to keep it real. Courtney is here with me as well this evening. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Courtney. What's going on? You, you, uh, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic, um, the 90-day rule? Obviously, that's something that you've heard, something that we've talked about over the years. Anything you just want to say just kind of start it off? Yeah, I am excited to talk about it. Um, I know a lot of women that swear by their rule. You know, I know women personally um, who do, and I, I know the effects of it. So um, I'm I'm really excited just to get into it um, because there are a lot of misconceptions out there about it. So, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, man. You know, anybody who's who's tuned into this show, um, you know, you know what we do. You know why we do it. Our goal here, and in fact, our whole mission statement is to help women avoid many of the uncomfortable circumstances and situations that they often find themselves in at the hands of men. And I can just about guarantee 90% of the um, the, the situations, the uncomfortable situations that women find themselves in, are as a result of sex. You know, I mean, I've I've asked tons of women, hey, you know what, take away your worst experience with a man, you know, and then imagine if you had not slept with that man. That situation automatically becomes not the worst situation that they've ever been through. It, would you say that that's true for you, Courtney? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's that's so true. Because when you have sex with someone, I'm speaking specifically about women. When we have sex, we, you know, become closer to that man. And so 
when we get a dog out by that man, it hurts that much more because in our heads we felt like, you know, we've created some type of bond with that man. But like you said, whereas if we never had sex with that man or, you know, created any type of soul tie, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt as much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, soul ties are one of those those things that, um, you know, they just they stay with you. You know, as soon as you go there, the Bible says that when you when a man lays with a woman, you know, and a woman lays with a man, they automatically become linked. Two souls become one. So basically, you're now one person with that, you know, with that person that you've slept with. So that means everything that he does after that, you will be a part of that. You know, anything that she does after that, whoever she lays with, whoever he lays with, you are now a part of that. Everything that they have going on is now stuck with you. That's why a lot of times after a bad breakup, after, you know, you're trying to move on and and whatever it is stays with you, it's because you're linked to that person and you're still reaping, you know, uh, basically feeling the consequences, I should say. You know of of those actions and and having to deal with everything that he's still doing out there or she's still doing out there, whether it's ten years later, fifteen years later, you know, and that's just a brief synopsis of uh, you know, of soul ties. But if you guys missed our all time classic special on you know entitled just that soul ties, how to identify and break soul ties, just Google that. Just Google soul ties on the Data October show and listen to a two hour show, two and a half hour show, literally from a what you know a biblical perspective as far as what the word says about soul ties. And, and there's so many different shows that we've done, you know, historically here um, on sex and the various aspects of it. So, you know, whether it's how men feel about sex, what the Bible says about fornication, soul ties, sex ain't better than love, the emotions of black men. I mean, so and tons of other ones. You know, it's just, you know, you got to definitely check out those uh, check out those archives. Let's jump into it. In fact, tonight what I want to do also, um, you know, while I have it, I, I haven't done it in a while, but some of you may or may not know, maybe about, I want to say maybe about three years ago, maybe two, three years ago, I wrote a letter to Steve Harvey, okay, you know, and that and that was around the time when I was having a lot of celebrity guests on this show, you know, in case you guys are, you know, maybe newer listeners, we don't really do it so much anymore, in fact, really not at all, but maybe like three, four years ago, we had like a lot of celebrities. Like this was like, you know, whether it was the hottest reality show stars or, you know, whoever was, you know, big in entertainment like Jagged Edge, Drew Hill, you know, the OJs, people like that. Like we did a lot of that stuff back in the day just to just to do it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously the show is taking a different uh, perspective to it. But when we were doing that, you know, I, I got in touch with Steve Harvey's people. I interacted with a lot of publicists back then. You know what I'm saying? It was whatever. But – I, so so I got in touch with his people because I, I decided that I wanted to. I, I'm not the type of person to just, you know, speak about someone or, you know, hate on anybody. I'm not into that. So I, I had something to say. So I figured I would just, you know, write directly to him. I got it to his people. I know that there was confirmation that they received it. They looked at it. And, um, in fact, I, I sent it directly to, uh, what's the co-host name? Shirley Strawberry. I sent it straight to her, you know. And <laughs> funny thing is at the time she was on my friends list. I read, I sent her the letter, Courtney. She deletes me off the off her uh off her page like right after reading the letter. Wow. <laughs> you know I mean, and this is the thing, and I'm I'm gonna read that. I say all that to say I want to read it tonight. I want to revisit it. Now I'll say this: there's some things in the letter that 
I if I wrote it today, just because I'm a different person in a different place in my life, I probably wouldn't have worded it in that way. And other things that I probably I don't even believe anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like, but I'm still gonna read. I'm not. I didn't go in and let's change stuff up. I wanted to be, you know me. I'm an honest guy. I'm a real guy. I want you guys to hear exactly how it was written about three years ago, three and a half years ago. And um, you know, because we need to talk about this. You know, I want to talk about sex tonight. And um, you know we can we can uh, jump into it. Let's let's jump into it like this. What is the ninety day rule? Okay, if you guys are listeners and you're unfamiliar with what it is, let's just let's give a brief definition. According in your estimation, just from a woman's standpoint, what what is it? What the heck is the ninety day rule all about anyway? So it is about um, making a man wait ninety days before um, he has sex with you. And so the whole purpose of waiting uh, that 90 days is that you um, are supposed to be able to see within those 90 days how that man feels about you. And so if in those 90 days you feel that, you know, he's a good guy and you feel that it's going somewhere, then after the end of that 90 days, then it's okay to sleep with him because by that point, you know how he feels about you, or so Steve Harvey says. Yeah, you know, Courtney. Thank you for that. That's a good, uh, a good synopsis of what it's all about. What's the problem with that, Courtney? From a, from a woman's standpoint, why would that be an issue? For because I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna, you know, speak my piece from a male standpoint. But just as a woman, do you even see a problem with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's a huge problem because to me, ninety days. It's it's not even a long period of time, and so you continue to do the 90-day rule with each guy you date. After a while, you will have racked up, you know, you're sleeping with a lot of men, and with that, as we talked about earlier, comes soul ties. And I feel like just as a woman and how emotionally um, attached that we can be, that is a problem, and that um, is disastrous. So it's just best to wait till marriage, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And the first thing I'm going to say about that is this. I mean, you know, we really need to, you know, as as believers, you know, if, you, if you're a believer, because I really, you know, I kind of, I jump a little bit when I sit back and think. I wonder how many Christian, quote, unquote, Christian women have adopted that way of thinking. You know, it's I'm going to date him. You know, he's going to court me. I'm going to make him work. I'm going to make him show himself worthy for this 90-day trial period. Because that's that's how Steve Harvey presents it. You know, Steve Harvey presents it as, and he uses, every time he does it, he uses the corporate America analogy of benefits. You know, and which is really not, it's not a good analogy. Because, or, I mean, on so many levels. I When I do a lot of counseling, I, you know, use a, a corporate America analogy, but in a different way, because this is what I feel is more accurate. It's not about, you know, a person, <laughs> let me put it like this, based on his analogy, it's assuming that the woman is the employer and the man is the new hire. You know, the man is trying to prove himself to get benefits. You know, in the first 90 days, you're on a trial basis. Once you complete the trial basis, you know, the trial period, okay, then you, 
move on out of probation and you you are now you get benefits whether it's health you know medical whatever eye dental you know vision things like that where 401k all that good stuff but that means like the woman is rewarding a man with her body for showing himself worthy that whole way of thinking in 2013 really at any point is absolutely ludicrous because men in today's society it's not on us to prove anything okay when you th- a better an- analogy is when you go to the word the word says he who finds a wife finds a good thing that means that we are the ones looking to fill a position we are hunters okay we are looking to fill a position of wife I am I am in a situation I I want a wife. Okay? So I'm going to put an advertisement out. I'm going to physically go out and seek a wife. That means he that's where you get he who finds. You only find something when you are, when you are seeking something. So that means it's on us to fill the position. So a better analogy would be if I am the recruiter, if I am the human resources professional, I am looking for a wife. I'm looking for someone who can, or, you know, a job applicant who can hopefully fill this vacancy that I have. So that means it's not up to the man. I'm going to – you don't give me anything. You don't give me benefits. In fact, I give you a ring. I give you my last name. I give you protection. I give you the life that you have always dreamed of. Now, yeah, now, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be one-sided, but then again, what work relationship is one-sided? You know, if, 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 you know, if I apply for a job, I'm applying for that job because I need some money. If I get hired, that person who's doing the hiring, they are going, going to benefit from my work. So it's definitely a mutually beneficial relationship, but don't you for a second think that, one, that recruiter, is only interviewing one person for that job, okay? See, that's why the whole Steve Harvey analogy makes no sense, because that assumes that there's already been an offer letter extended. That assumes that we as men are trying to get, are like pressed about getting these benefits, where it's the opposite. These men don't care, because what hunter do you know goes out into the woods and only hunts one deer, he only hunts one rabbit. He only hunts one wild boar. No, these men don't care. These men are dating three, four, five different women at one time. They're going on dates. That's what men do. Men are hunters. That's not the woman's role. In fact, we just did a uh, a special, one of the last shows I rebroadcasted. Uh, many people tuned in. I know a lot of new listeners checked that one out. It was entitled The Definition of a Proverbs 31 Woman, The Definition of a Virtuous Woman. Virtuous women are wives, but the way that they become wives, like if you read Proverbs 31, it's about a wife. It's God describing a wife. But if you read that, it reads, it describes why she was chosen for that role. And the reason why she was chosen was because of how she presented her in the dating process. And that's what we have to focus on. You know, it's not, and I can promise you, virtuous women are not, you know, entertaining any type of, you know, 90-day rule. It's they're following the word of God and saying, you know what? No, I'm not going to fornicate, like, period. And I'll tell you, let me just tell you a little bit of background about, you know, why that has caught on like it has 
why the 90-day rule is so popular amongst black women. You know, I mean, because we need to talk about what it is. We don't want, I don't want to sugarcoat it. The reason it's so popular amongst black women is because most, many, most black women in today's society are giving it up very quickly, if not on the first date. And Steve Harvey knew, knows that. Everybody knows that. You can just look at these statistics. You can just talk to men. Any man will tell you he's most likely never waited more than a week, more than two weeks for sex. You know, I've never, you know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, like, that's, it was nothing. It was like every night, first night, second night, that week, you know, meet her on Saturday night. Hey, look, what are you doing next Friday? Come over. Boom, sex goes down. And it probably could have happened, you know, before that if I just wouldn't have been, if I would have been, you know what I'm saying, just invite her over before that. So what I'm saying to you is there's an epidemic out here in regards to loose women giving it up early. Steve Harvey just decided, hey, he said, look, let me capitalize on this and say, hey, I've identified that most black women are giving it up, you know, on the first date. So, look, don't give it up on the first date, you know, if you're going to give it up, which I know you're going to give it up. So when you give it up, just don't give it up so soon. You know, maybe just make them wait a little bit, and then that way you can kind of see where his head is at. That right there is is why why men are calling Steve Harvey a sellout. Every barbershop I've ever been to, any time I'm around men, men are like, yo, Steve Harvey's a sellout because he sold black men out. He Meaning he said something, he, he profited $50 million worth of, uh, off of naive black women who think, hey, look, this is going to work. This is a good idea. It's okay to for, you know, just kind of forego what the Bible says to do. Let me just put this other commandment out there and say, hey, look, let's wait 90 days. Forget the Bible says wait until marriage. Forget, But I know that there's a void here that could be filled, and I'm going to cash in on it. So clearly from a biblical standpoint, it's ludicrous. We've established that. We established that on what? What was that, Courtney? Uh, Monday night, Sunday night? What that day was that? I think it was Monday, but don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Monday night. So whatever day that was when we talked about, for, you know, fornication and, and what the Bible says about it, we, we covered at least, what, 20, 30 scriptures straight from the Bible dealing with sex. That right there totally disproves everything that the 90-day rule is hoping to accomplish. Just, you know, we did that in, in about three hours, three hours and 30 scriptures. You understand that? But from a, and this is what the fellows were talking about, this is what you got to understand, ladies. If we as men are sitting out there dating, and I'll use me for an example. I'll just use me. This is, I've personally disproved the 90-day rule myself. You know, so like if I'm, let's say I, I meet Courtney. Let's use Courtney for an example. Okay, I, I'm out there in the club. I meet Courtney. You know, me and Courtney have a little bit of a connection. It's like, oh, yeah, you're cute. You know, she's feeling me or whatever. So we exchange numbers. We start talking. Say, hey, look, you want to go out? I say, sure. But, you know, so we decide to go out on Friday night. But what Courtney doesn't realize is that that, that same night, she wasn't the only number that I got. You understand? I got Let's just go on the low side. I've gotten as many as eight numbers in one night from women who all look like, you know, Megan Good. That was, if anyone who knows me, that was nothing for me. I'd do that in my sleep. I'd go out and do that right now. You know what I'm saying? My wife might not be too happy about that, but I could if I wanted to. I mean, that's, it's not hard. 
And that's very realistic for men in today's society. You feel, I mean, I want people to really look at it from a realistic standpoint. The ratio, anywhere you go, the ratio in, in just about every major city, minimum is about 10 to 1. So if you're a successful man, a, a, an attractive man, a, you know, a well-dressed man, with the minimum, the basics, you could literally go out and be outnumbered, you know, 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 15 to 1, whatever it is. It's like a, a paradise. There have been there have been events here in Philly or D.C., New York I would go to, and me and the homies would just be like, we would go in the doors, and it would just be like, you know, like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the heavens opened or something. It was just like paradise. You know what I'm saying? Just like beautiful women everywhere. It's like, oh, my gosh, what the heck are we going to do? It's like a, a you know, like a, a, kid, a baby in a candy store or something. You know, literally, women that look like, you know, Halle Berry, Megan Good, you know, Nia Long, just like everywhere, just like crazy. So we're just literally going boom, 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 getting numbers like all night long, you know, which is like for fun. Half the time we would just throw the numbers away just because, you know, it was like too many. Like I couldn't even remember like that. Now, which one was this? Oh, I can't remember. So I would just throw it away or delete it out my phone. So and this is this still goes on. Men still do this. This is every man out there. So what I'm saying now back to Courtney. Yeah, she was just one of one of like let's just say to round it off, let's just say five women. So if I'm you know yeah I'm going out with her, but I probably also scheduled a couple other dates, you know, a couple other phone conversations. So and let's not even include that's for that's just in one night I met these these are all new people five women and then Courtney that's just in one night okay that's just one night forget the let's not forget about the friend with benefits that I've been smashing off for the last three two three months that also looks like whoever you want to insert you know what I mean whatever beautiful woman you want to throw in there because every man you just about has one of those types of women that he's already been smashing. You think that's not true? You're you're crazy. You understand? See, that's what Steve Harvey doesn't tell you. He doesn't tell you that these men are already smashing something off and have been for ninety days prior to meeting you and are still smashing them while you're you know doing this whole you know this whole you know whatever you want to call it you know dating process courting process. But these men that's why they're not pressed. That's why they're not pressed. All this whole thing, like if you watch Think Like a Man, the movie, the way that it comes off as if these men are go are like like Pookie in New Jack City fiending for the you know what I'm saying, fiending for the sex. That's not realistic. Okay? That's not realistic, guys. These men ain't aren't pressed. They're not losing any sleep over oh my gosh, I've gotta get it, oh my god. I used to turn down sex. Women used to text me like, yo, when you coming over? When you going to let me see you? This, this isn't me saying these things. This is them hitting me up. I'm sitting up there playing mad, and they texting me like, hey, you ain't got no time for them. Oh, no, I'm at work. I'm sitting there playing mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting up there chilling. You ain't, you ain't having company tonight? No, I'm, I'm about to go to sleep. I'm sitting up there watching a movie, playing mad and chilling. Not, not even could have had her come over, but it's just not worth the, the the trouble. So what I'm saying is, every man in today's society has that woman who he could, whether he chooses to to indulge in that or not. Trust me, every man has someone that he could have sex with. So for Steve Harvey to imply 
that a woman has some form of power and can dangle their, you know, vagina like it's some form of piece of meat and these men are just going to be like, you know, fiending for it is ludicrous. That's the problem. And that, it gives the women, women a false sense of security that there's something special between their legs. There's nothing but special between your legs, ladies. Nothing at all. These men are not pressed. Okay? You've seen one set of nice breasts, you've seen them all. You've seen one big butt, you've seen them all. That's, I mean, I'm being honest with you. No one is pressed in today's society. really has never been. So what I'm saying to you is, go back to Courtney. So now Courtney, she just read Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. She's saying, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, I met this nice guy, but... I'm, you know, I don't want him to think that I'm easy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I, you know, I, I you know, I'm sexually attracted to him. I want to give it up, but, you know, it's Steve Harvey says, you know, the father I never had. He's telling me, hey, look, don't give it up. Don't give up the cookie on the first night. Wait a little while, and that will be a good indication of whether or not Dayton is feeling me. Hmm, that's a good idea. Let me try that out. So what she does is, you know, and and this is what really happens a lot of times. These women, they dangle it. So they throw on the extra tight freakum dress. They play the sexual games. They, you know, they, they make out and do all types of things. Then they say, oh, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. That's when they get into the tug of war with the panties, right? They say, oh, no, and sometimes they're, so, they're stupid enough to actually say, no, I've read Steve Harvey's book, so I'm, you know, we've got to wait 90 days. Which would be like the stupidest thing a woman could possibly do, you know. But you know, the the somewhat smarter women won't say that, but they'll just say, "No, nah, I'm, you know, I'm celibate." No, you know, knowing that really it's not that they're celibate; they're just waiting those ninety days, and then they're going to eventually give it up. And we as men, we know, we know both cases. We're we're prepared for either one of the scenarios, okay? Whether if you tell us ninety days, so we just start the top the uh, the stopwatch. We just go click the stopwatch, okay? Boop, ninety days. Go put a little ticker on our calendar, and then okay. Note to self: Smash Courtney three months from today. <laughs> cool. All right. Let me call up Megan Good real quick, you know, and then you know I'll. You know, I'll maybe see Courtney every once in a while, about maybe a couple times a week, put in some FaceTime, couple text messages, couple emails. Let's meet up for drinks. Let's do the da 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 da. Let me go through the motions. And so, in Courtney's mind, she's like, "Oh yeah, this is cool. We've been talking for you know two months. We're getting to know each other. You know those little buzzwords that are real catchy." You know, we've been spending quality time. So, yeah, wow, you know what? Yeah, we've been out maybe three times. So now it's been about 90 days, been about three, three and a, you know, month, little, you know, three months and some change. You know, now that he's asking me to come to see his crib, he wants to cook for me. Hmm, normally I don't go over, actually I shouldn't say normally I don't go over to guys' houses, but the last time I ended up going over to somebody's house, he and I ended up having sex with him after a week, and he never called me again. So I don't want to do that again. But, I, so I normally wouldn't do that. Or I, I wouldn't do that since that or those several situations happened. But Steve Harvey said it's been 90 days, so that's okay. Let me let him come over. Well, what happens after 90 days, Courtney? 
Sex goes down. That's what happens. Right. right. Sex goes down. Sex goes down. The same thing that is going to happen after 90 days, you know, that would have happened on the first day. That's why I tell women. And, and I'll tell you, and this is another reason why it's ridiculous, because a lot of women don't realize, like, even if you go back, that's why if you guys miss my three-night back-to-back-to-back special, the like, what was it, like the week of or the week after Think Like a Man came out, we did a three-night special. It's still there. Google Think Like a Man Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3 on the Dayton Tolbert Show and literally listen to all three of them. Three of the, that's like over six hours of the greatest relationship and dating advice you'll ever hear in your life. We dissected the movie. We dissected the book. We talked about exactly what happened in the, in the film. Because if you noticed, the dude was going through the motions, you know. But what, what, what did you notice with the guy? Like I'm talking about the guy that was dealing with Megan Good. Courtney, did you notice that how he was, he was getting very frustrated with the situation? Yeah, because she was like, it was so obvious that she wanted to have sex with him, and she was giving off sexual vibes. I remember one scene where she was asking him, well, how do I look in this dress? And she had, like, a really tight dress. And, like, you know, just playing all those games with him. So he's looking at her like, okay, why don't you just do it now because you already want to do it. Like, you're putting the vibes out there. So, yeah. Right. And so what happens is the vibes are there, so what ends up happening is the men get frustrated, and they get to a point where they're just like, yo, I can't wait to just smash this chick off and never call her again. What I'm trying to tell y'all is when you frustrate a man, it doesn't make him want to marry you. It doesn't make him want to commit to you. It makes him just want to hit it one good time from the back and smack it once for the road and keep it moving. That's all it makes him want to do. When you tell him no, whereas, and I'll, and I'll tell you all something. Now, you know me. I don't, I don't want you all to take this the wrong way because you know I'm not an advocate. I'm, you know, we do this show from a biblical standpoint. So you should not be having sex at all, period, prior to marriage. But if you do and if you're going to, from, and I'm, this is where the realness in me comes in, if you know, okay, I'm just telling listen to what I'm saying here. Don't twist my words. You shouldn't do it based on what the word says, and doing it will only result in disaster. But if you decide to do it and you know you're going to do it, you might as well give it up on the first date. You might as well give it up on the first week rather than make, making him wait just for the sake of waiting because a man will respect you more if you just say, hey, look, I'm feeling you, you're feeling me, Let's cut the crap, let's get it done, and keep it moving and see where this goes. If you choose not to call me, I'm cool with that because this is something that I want to do. You know, men will have so much more respect for a woman that says that as opposed to someone who we already know is going to give it up, but she just makes us wait just to make us wait. That There, is, there are very few things that, that like really irk our souls more than that type of woman. And so trust me, all that makes him want to do is hit it that much, you know what I mean, more, and then totally be done with you. Whereas, you know, I'm not saying he would have wiped you up if you gave it up anyway, but I'm saying it wouldn't, the the frustration would not have been there and the just the almost obsession with having, you know, with, with smashing just because of the, the way that you annoyed him 
it it won't be on that level. Does that make sense, Courtney? I know, I know there are a lot of psychos who are listening who will probably be like, ah, they don't say you should just give it up on that first day. They just totally didn't listen to anything I said. But I, obviously you did. What, does that make? What are your thoughts on that from a female standpoint? Yeah, it does make sense because, you know, we as women, it, we can't play, you know, those type of games with men and then expect to have a favorable outcome because we don't have control over the dating situation. We don't dictate the dating situation. So, like you said, if you're if you're going to do it, you might as well in the beginning. I mean, and then just you know um, go from there. I shouldn't say go from there, but you know, I mean that's how I feel about it. So yeah, it's the worst thing you could do, no matter how you how you look at it. You know, and so this is and this is where. This is what millions of women have bought into, you know. So you can only imagine how she, how how so, how many women have been dogged on the ninety first date, you know, after that that three month mark. Because remember, these men I cannot stress this enough they're already having sex with other women. You see, like Courtney, in all the times, like you even went to the Steve Harvey show. I know it's out there in Chicago. Have you ever heard Steve Harvey even remotely anything close to offering that form of, like that type of perspective? Like, well, you know what? These that assumes that these men are celib are going to be celibate for ninety days and waiting for that woman. Have you ever heard him offer any type of alternative perspective? Um, no. <laughs> No. Has has anyone has anyone out there ever heard Steve Harvey say anything remotely close to what I've been saying for the last thirty minutes? There's a reason for that. No. There's a reason for that. The reason is because that type of advice, biblical biblically based advice, does not sell books. Now I've been blessed to sell a lot of you know what I'm saying I I do pretty well at what I do. But I haven't sold millions of books. My net worth isn't $50 million like it is Steve Harvey. You know, he's cashed in on a lie. And I'm, listen, I'm not hating. I'm not, you know, I'm no hater. It's just, you know what I'm saying? But we all have to be held responsible for the things that we say and the things that we do. See, with somebody like me, I sat in a, I, you know, I go to the barbershop. I do barbershop talk Tuesdays. I'm accountable. I, say, I tell everybody, I'm a man's man. You know, I don't just sit around a bunch of females and talk about stuff all day. I hang out with the fellas. I go to the fight parties. I go to the gun range. I go to the, uh, you know, the gyms and things like that, the basketball courts. I was at the barbershop today sitting in a circle. I got my cut, and I was sitting for like maybe another hour, hour and a half just rapping to the fellas. You understand? Nobody, There's not a man on the planet that would be like, Daydon Talbert has sold out. Daydon doesn't keep it real. He's just telling the ladies what they wanted. There's not a man on the planet who would say that. Because any man knows what I'm saying right now is true. You understand? Nobody, no, there's no, I've never met a man ever who co-signed the 90-day rule. Nobody. You understand that? Go to YouTube. You will see that those YouTube comments are disabled on any post that Steve Harvey has up there. He totally secludes himself from men, even with his talk show. And nephew Tommy, who I think we can all agree is, is you know, on the DL. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's news to anybody. But when you surround yourself with women and gay men, that should tell you something. 
Okay, that should tell you something. Where the like you guys know what you've heard. You've heard me do barbershop. You heard real men like Lewis, like Gerald, like Marv. You understand that? You know, James, like, these are people that, you know, I've been having on this show for years, real men from all around the country. You know, and you you've ne- you have never and you will never hear a man, you know, anybody who you would say has some sense, say, hey, look, this makes sense. This 90-day rule thing, hey, this makes sense. And I would encourage you all to don't just take my word for it. Go to real men. Go to your fathers. Go to your uncles. Go to people who you consider men of God and be like, hey, look, what do you think about the 90-day rule? Like, have you, you know, would you wait for 90 days? Like, how do you feel? And I promise you, no man that you know that you consider a great man, a real man, a Christian man, nobody will say, hey, look, that's a, you know, that makes sense. You know, but, but, and that's why, that's how you know it doesn't make sense. And when you, you know, I don't even want to get too deep into it, but, you know, when you look at these celebrities, you know, we all know what the entertainment industry is based off of. We already, you know, we know that. So when you look at what it takes to become a quote-unquote celebrity, well, that's not, it's not free. The question that's going to be asked of you, well, what can you contribute to the breaking down of the black community and the breaking down of, the, of God's church, you know, God's kingdom? How can you contribute to destroying that, whether it's uh, movies, you know, whether it's television, whether it's, uh, you know, music, R&B, you know, hip-hop, you know, the modeling industry, talk show hosts. I mean, just look at Oprah. You know, I mean, look at anybody. Look at any celebrity, and you will be able to point to their contribution to being anti-God, anti-God's word. Steve Harvey, that's just his contribution. You know, name a relationship, quote unquote, expert in the black community who's had a a bigger impact than Steve Harvey in the history of this country, Courtney. I can't. There, because there is no one. He he is it. He cashed in. He cashed in at a time that there was a void. You know, there was a serious void, and there are there really are no commercial. relationship guys that you know you got your dr phil who who's cashed in on from a white perspective and then you got steve harvey who is now this crossover you know but the question is is it biblically based you know there's no market for biblically based advice obviously they're not going to make a celebrity of someone who's not contributing to the the demise of god's word or the intended demise. You can't destroy God's word. It's timeless. We know that. But, you know, what, what's your contribution? Look at Beyonce. Look at Jay-Z. Look, you know what I'm saying? Oprah. She says there are many different ways to get to to get to heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's her whole thing. Look at Iyanla. You know, she has co-signed and even adopted her own little spin on the 90-day rule. She, you know, some, I think Cheryl or somebody posted in the group earlier. You know, I mean, these are people who are advice. Even I mean, it's not all the black community. Look at I me, mean, people like Dr. Ruth, and I mean, these are all people. Uh, I mean, so many different advice guys are saying, "Hey, look, just go ahead and you know and sleep with these guys." That chick who wrote the rules, who I confronted on the uh, on that other show I was a guest on a couple months back. You know that that best-selling book. The most of you have heard of that. You know, it's all ludicrous. And when I actually broke down for her, hey, look, this is 
These are the reasons why I, I married my wife. These are some of the qualities that she exhibited. She said, oh, no, that's that's not why you married her. I wanted to be like, chick, how, don't you tell me why. How are you going to tell me why I married my wife? Shout out to everybody who heard that. Maybe I'll post a link if I can find it again. Like, she literally said that. She's like, no, no, that, that, she, no mm, there had to be something else. Best-selling author, one of the most popular books in the history of the country, going to sit there and try to tell me why I married my wife. Absolute foolishness. You know, started cussing her out, but I, you know what I'm saying? And so this is what we have to do. We have to get back to the word. You know, we have to get not only get back to the word, but we got to get back to logic. You know what I'm saying? Let's get back to what actually makes sense. You know, let's look at what the word says, though. Since we're talking about it, over in Leviticus, Leviticus 20, verse 7 and 8 says, Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. All right? So this right there, you know, really does 100% uh, just destroy everything that, you know, not just Steve, but so many of these secular advice givers are putting out there. It says, do my, keep my statutes and do them. Basically, follow them. Follow the rules that I have set. Don't follow a 90-day rule. Take, listen to my word and put incorporate it into your life because I am the Lord who sanctifies you. I'm the one who who, who runs your life. You know, who gives you blessings, who, you know what I'm saying, who can either give you eternal life or or eternal damnation. I'm the one that does that. You understand? That's what this is saying. Consecrate yourselves. Make yourselves holy. You know what I'm saying? Be, you know, follow my word. How can you do, how can you consecrate yourselves? How can you keep God's statutes when you're following someone who calls himself an expert but is not giving advice from a biblical perspective. And I want, I mean, if anyone thinks that that makes sense, let me know. Because it, everything about it is contradictory to what the Bible says. Now, if you, now again, this show is, if you don't submit to the teachings of, of the Bible, then we have nothing to talk about. Then just totally disregard everything I'm saying. But if you call yourself a Christian, if you follow the teachings of God, that you can't love, you can't serve two masters. You can't sit at the table of, of God and the table of the devil. That's what the word says. You can't follow a 90-day rule and call yourself a Christian. You can't do it. That's an oxymoron. Kind of like you can't be Obama and support homosexuality but call yourself a Christian. You can't do it. It's an oxymoron. How are you a Christian, but you support something that God hates? That makes no sense. These are not Christians. These are people who have been put in place to actually make a mockery of Christianity. Just Google Obama making a mockery of Christianity, and you'll see this dude making jokes in front of a crowd of hundreds of people at the word of God, making jokes at at Jesus Christ's expense, and the crowd was laughing at Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Google it Nakia showed me that link I, w- I didn't even believe it when I first saw it I was like, Yo, I can't believe this Making jokes at God's expense And these are people that these are, This is someone, these are people Who, who, who the millions follow You know 
Is that not amazing to you, Courtney? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's that's what's going on out here. A lot of people are, um, they they want to they do both. You know, they want to have their cake and eat it too. And you can't. It is impossible. It is impossible. But I do know a lot of um, self-proclaimed Christians that subscribe to this rule. And I, I just think that's, yeah, that's crazy. Let me tell you all something. If you guys are on the fence with what to do or what not to do, let me share another scripture with you. It's from 1 John 1 through 1 and 1 5. It says, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. There is no darkness. There is no confusion. There is no uncertainty. There is no doubt. There is nothing. So it's basically saying if you follow God's word, you will be all good. Things will work out for you. A lot of times, I mean, I do this. I mean, I love what I, what I do. I counsel, I've got an opportunity to counsel hundreds of women in my life. I still do between seven and eight sessions per day. I love what I do, but the vast majority of, of confusion could be avoided just by eliminating, you know, anything that is contradictory to God where you feel like you may be in darkness, meaning a state of confusion or uncertainty. The fact that you even have to ask a question of how soon is too soon to have sex well, that that right there, the fact that that's even a question, is a is part of the problem. You know, let's talk about some other stuff. You know, let's talk about um, the fact that I want to read. I want to actually, like I said, I want to read this letter. I definitely want to read the letter. But what people are also not factoring in, in is this: with time, also comes comfortability. All right, and I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Because going back to me and Courtney, and we got to be real about it. Let's you know, let's go back. So we met, we've been talking, we've been dating. We may have had a couple of makeout sessions or whatever in the court in the midst of those ninety days, similar to what you saw in uh, Think Like a Man. And uh, you know, so we're getting hot and heavy, you know. And so we don't we don't go all the way after a week, after two weeks, but every time we're getting closer and closer, you know. So it's like after 90 days, it's like, you know, we can't wait to rip each other's clothes off, right? But here's the thing. After that 90 days, we've already, you know, and this is what we got to be honest about. You know, we're all grown here. It's Saturday night. Don't act like you don't know what the, what you've done in the midst of those 90 days, you know, because I've done them. Don't act like you didn't let him eat you out. Don't act like you didn't go down on him. Don't act like you didn't get a grind or don't act like, you know what I'm saying? Do I need to go on? Because you guys know what you did and what you didn't do. I know The fellas know what, what you guys let us do but not let us go all the way. We all know what those things consist of. So what I'm saying is after doing just about so much, it's like when he, he whips it out and he's like, yo, you know, it's about to go down. You're not as, you know, adamant about making him wear a condom. Courtney, am I, am I lying? No, that is what happens. I, I mean, it's, it's so true because it's like you say to yourself, okay, I don't want to have sex with him yet, but he could do everything else that's not as bad. I mean, that, and that serves to, you know, fill a, um, you know, a temporary void for the women, 
you know, who still want to be pleased sexually, but they don't want to have sex um, and be viewed as a as a host. And so, but that's yeah, that's what happens. Can I be honest with y'all and tell y'all something? Because it's all good to, to post scriptures, and it's all good to do shows from a biblical perspective. But I think at some point y'all need to realize who y'all are talking to, man, or, or who y'all are listening to. Because seriously, you know, I used to do certain things this time of night. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need the realness. Time for fun and games is over. This time of night, I was up in some, you know... <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I regress back to 2009, but this time of night I was having sex okay. every Saturday night, just about this time of night. You're saying, "Well, really? Why? Why like at this time of night?" Well, the, what I would do is, whether it was you know wh- whoever it was I was dealing with that time, I would be having sex, and then I would either you know take a shower wherever I was. Or they would leave, and I would take a shower. I would get dressed, meet up with the fellas. And the fellas probably listening. They were probably some of the guys I used to go out with. So they already know the deal. They knew not to call me before 10 o'clock. We would link up 1045, 11 o'clock, 1130. Where are we going? We would already know where we are going. But look, well, I'm going to holler at y'all. You know what I'm saying? When I get done doing what I got to do, we link up like 1130, midnight, hit the club. I'm already about to go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? Or either that or I was super energized, one of the two, depending on the night, you know? But what I'm saying is I would get some sex and then hit the club to meet more women to have sex with or not to have sex with, you know? Because that's the thing, that it wasn't even a, it wasn't, it didn't matter. And I think that's, I, I cannot stress enough, I can't stress enough the, the importance of women understanding that these men in today's society are not pressed. Think about it, ladies, just real quick. A lot of women walking up here with their noses up in the air, thinking they're looking good because they're doing something with their booty poking out a certain type of way in the freakum dress. They just got finished driving to the club, blasting Beyonce freakum dress. They, oh, yeah, I'm going to get me some tonight, and my man is acting up, and I'm going to da-da-da. He think he getting some, but da-da-da. Little does he know my man going to take all that, that hoish talk, that hoish behavior. They got that in their mind, right? But what they don't realize is that whole stank attitude that they're giving the man in the club trying to be all stuck up, he already got some sex that night. You know what I'm saying? He already smashed something up. So he's not pressed to take you home. He's not even pressed to get your number. That's what the, how you, I mean, no disrespect, but I'm just saying, no disrespect. But how are you going to be 35 thinking that you're doing something when he just got some nice, sweet two-year-old sex that, that same night? How you, you know, I'm, and no, again, no, nothing wrong with 35 years, but I'm just saying. Is it okay to say that, Courtney? I mean, because I don't want to be offensive, but we have to be honest about it. How are you going to be 42 thinking that, you know what I'm saying, you're doing something when these men are pulling 25-year-olds on a regular basis, 35-year-old men smashing having 23-year-old jump-offs? When I was in high and these perverted bastards, but when I was in high school, you know, literally in high school, we would see dudes coming back to the high school. We, I'm coming from track practice. We would have women on the track team, women, you know, who would hang around after school, getting picked up by, like, you know, 30-year-old dudes, you know, take picking them up from school. I'm waiting on the bus, and it's, it's you know, it's 25-year-olds, it's 27-year-old dudes in the Range Rover with the rims on it spinning, got cars like I got now 
coming to pick up high school chicks to take them back to the crib and smash. Now, obviously, there's some perverted bastards, but what I'm saying is when those men got something like that, knocking off these, you know what I'm saying? How are you thinking that you, these men are going to be pressed to be chasing you and you 45 years old, posting pictures on Instagram thinking that you're doing something? Am I, what, what are your thoughts on that? Is that offensive as a woman? No, it's not. Um, it's not at all. Maybe I shouldn't be laughing, but that was funny. Um, no, but, I mean, that's that's what's going on out here. A lot of um, women out here just have, like, you know, uh, like big heads, and it's like they just think that they're the best thing to spread, and, you know, any man will be lucky to have a woman like them. And, and like you said, these men are not pressed. And so playing those types of games, it will have the adverse um, effect on the woman and what she wants to come out of it because she's going to be the one that ends up getting played. That's it. And and that's that's no disrespect to the women who, you know, you know who look good. I mean, my wife is 36. You know what I'm saying? She still looks good, but you see it's I didn't marry her because oh yeah, she she, you know, looks a certain type of way in a freakum dress like that's that's played out, man. I mean, you got to grow up. You know, ladies, if you want to be taken seriously, you got to be a real woman. You know, you got to have some substance to you. You got to have something going on that 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 you know outside of uh, you know having a fat butt, because that you know I mean that gets old. I mean, when when people the fellas know, man, like I could probably show y'all old pictures, man, if I really dug through some you know some old you know cell phones from like that I might still have from like. 1999 or you know whatever You know what I'm saying I could show y'all women that, that would make Any man be like damn Like yo what the heck That's good. Yeah, that, that's you. You, you you hit that I'm Like that but and I'm not even trying to Sit up here and brag to y'all But I'm just telling y'all I've been there And done all of that stuff And most men have You know that's I mean any married man You know most likely the One of the reasons why He's married is because he got all of that out of his system. You know, he got out of all that out of his system already. He's good. He already smashed off a lot of say he already did the threesomes and the and the trains and, you know, took the road trips and like they they did all that stuff. They're not gonna they're not gonna tell you that they did those things, but trust me, they did those things, all right? You know, they've taken the trips. Like when they go away, they're smashing you know, they're smashing people off. They're having one night stands. I'm just here to. I told somebody earlier today. When you listen to this show, you're gonna hear what men are afraid to tell you, or men just choose not to tell you. Everything that I tell you, I'm just like. That's why the fellas they don't get mad at me. You know what I'm saying? But they just like, dang man, like why you? Dang you telling you 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 know you keeping it extra real? I'm like, yeah. I mean that's that's just what I do. But they they can't be mad because they know it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Whereas where people literally hate Steve Harvey because he's not keeping it real. You see, there's a difference there. There's a, you can be mad at somebody for keeping it too real, but then you can be mad at somebody because they're just filling women's heads with lies. You know, you can't sell a man out. You know, you can't sell out the homies. And that's something I'm not into. But what else can we talk about tonight? You know, but don't don't. I know we kind of went off a little bit, but I don't want the point on as far as that. You know, you don't want to get that that herpes. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm just saying, when, when that condom comes off after 90 days, because when you finally let them smash, and most, and here's the thing, and this is where it gets so deep. This is, let me just, I'm going to tell you something about that, but you don't want to get, you don't want to let them smash raw, and because most likely once you smash raw, or you let him smash raw, he's going to keep smashing raw. The condom doesn't go back on after he hits. And But the, the thing about it is once he hits, he doesn't stop smashing off other women. In fact, he starts smashing, up, smashing off more women. Because it's like, okay, you gave it up, so there's now no longer anything special about you. Now he can go back to his normal routine of, of replacing you, you know, finding women to replace you with. You were only there to smash. Now that he already has had that, What's the point in, you know what I'm saying, keeping you there, other than to keep, you know, smash occasionally? But that's, what, that's why we see so many STDs circulating around the black community and so many unplanned pregnancies, because these men are smashing off multiple women, you know? And a lot of women are saying, well, you know, I thought we had an agreement. I thought we had an arrangement. What, what arrangement? There's no arrangement. We're sex partners. That's the arrangement. That's what it is. I come over at 9.53 and smash, and then you get out, and then I go to the club and meet four more women. That's the, that's the routine. And then smash somebody else off at 2, what, about 3, 3.15 in the morning. Do you think these men aren't having sex with more than one woman in, in one day? Do you? I mean, I'm just asking, ladies, like, do you really think that's not happening? You guys didn't see how to be a player with Bill Bellamy? He had sex with, like, you saw How to Be a Player, right? Yeah. How many women did he have sex with that day? I don't know. It seemed like it was, like, between five and ten. Maybe that's an exaggeration. But he had so many on the roster. It was crazy. I did a show at least four years ago, me and Gerald. I remember, if you Google How to Be a Player, we, we, you know, we did that show. You can see the, the photo of Bill Bellamy. Like, some of, some of the realest shows, this reminds me of, like, 19, what, no, like, uh, what, 2009 or something. Because this is how real we kept it, you know, me and Gerald back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But that's, you know, that's very, that's one of the all-time classic movies because that's what happens. You got your main chick, Right. And then you got, it's like a basketball team. You got your point guard, your shooting guard, the center, the, and you got your starting five. You got some role players, you got some bench players, and you also have some people who get cut from the team completely. They get waived. Their 10-day contract wasn't renewed, you know, and, that, and that's a whole new conversation. That's more so where we get into how to differentiate yourself and the importance of differentiating yourself so you can actually get signed for the full season off the, after the 10-day contract. If you guys are basketball fans, you, you, you catch the analogy, you know. But that's, that's what it is. So what I'm saying is you don't want to be one of two women, one of three women on his side. Now, Bill Bellman, he just, he just had a free day. He, that, I guess it was a summer day. I don't know if he was working or it was a Saturday afternoon or whatever. But he literally went to like, you know, and they were all bad chicks. That one was a white white woman. One was like a super thick chick. I mean, his main, you know what I'm saying? It was like four, at least five different women that he smashed off in one day. And then he did, and this is what we used to do. I'm the only person in the history of the world to ever do this that I know of, other than Bill Bellamy in the movie. But literally, me and the homies would invite all the chicks that we were talking to at that time and have a house party. And the fellas know, you know, some of you guys know me, you probably came to the, we would just invite 
all the women that we were talking to. If I was talking to Courtney, you know, whoever, and you know, and Courtney, you would bring, you know, three of your girlfriends, two of your girlfriends, you know, so and so would bring three of her girlfriends. I'd invite like, you know, I'd I go through my whole phone and just invite every single woman I knew. I knew, and each of them would bring like three women. My other homie would do the same thing. So it would be like a, a house party and like a duplex with like, you know, what, 50, 60 women total and like, you know, 10 dudes, you know, like a couple dudes invite their closest friends. And then we would just have a big old <clears throat> sex party. You know what I mean? Well, it wouldn't be a sex party. It would be a house party. But best believe the closets and the bathrooms were being utilized. And I'm just being honest with you guys. You know what I'm saying? That This is what goes on. You understand that? And so what I'm saying is don't be – I mean, there, there's there's so many stories I could tell you all just, you know, in the, you know, the midst of that particular story, you know, or that particular situation. Well, I'm, I don't even want to go into it, but trust me, you know, the, it's real out here. So all I, I say all of that to say if you really want love – which we all do, don't be the type of woman. See, because I'll tell you something. There are a lot of my, there were a lot of women from my past who I know for a fact listen to this show secretly. And they're listening right now. Hey, you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people, who, you know what I mean, who, who I'm telling stories about who be like, dang, I bet he's talking about me. And I probably am. And I probably have in the past. And I probably will in the future. So what I'm saying is, don't be the type of woman who ends up having stories told about her in the future by somebody after he marries somebody else. I'm married, but I'm telling stories about people that were just nothing more than sexual flings for me back in the day. You understand that? Don't be that woman. You're better than that, ladies. You're better than that. You have to respect yourselves more than that. You're more than being smashed off at 3.15 in the morning. You're more, I mean, how much do you really respect yourself if all you're worth is 90 days? You're not worth a ring. You're not worth marriage. You're not worth waiting for the honeymoon for. Do you really love yourself? How much do you really respect yourself if you're willing to devalue yourself all the way down to 90 days? That's it. Not not six months, not four months, but but ninety days though. Like Courtney said in the beginning of the show, that's a that's a pretty short amount of time. It is, but for some women, that's a long period of time. As well, yeah, when you're a, not for for hoes, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Courtney, let's be honest. I, I my, yo, my wife went out. The ba- I'm babysitting. Well, I can't say babysitting, but my my daughter is asleep. The dog is sitting here being crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Danny's out. You know, having a couple uh, drinks with the with the, with the girls. You know what I mean? Having a nice time. It's good to get out every so often. I'm here chilling, man. I feel like keeping it extra real tonight. You know, and the reality is, only hoes subscribe to the 90 day rule. I mean, can we be honest? I mean, because don't, I don't need to go back and read what the word said, says about hoes. Because a lot of women will get <laughs> mad when they hear that term. But the but God defines hoish behavior. Okay? 
all throughout Ezekiel and many other places. But you know what I'm saying? So the reality, the reason why so many women will say, well, no, nah, I don't go over to men's houses, is it because they feel like they're going to be raped after watching a two-hour movie? No, that's not it. I mean, that's not why you don't you don't want to go to his house, is it? Be honest. That's not it. It's not no. that you just have a policy. You just don't go to people's houses. You don't allow people into your house. I mean, why not? Why don't you? I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, if you thought he was a rapist or you thought he was crazy, you probably wouldn't be out with him in the first place. The reason why you have a 90-day rule, the reason why you don't go over to men's houses is because the last time you went over to somebody's house, you end up getting smashed off on the couch. I mean, isn't that on the, that same night you allowed yourself to be made a jump off, okay, and it didn't feel good? You allowed yourself to be disrespected, and it didn't feel good. So now, several times that's happened. Because not to, you allowed him to give get you a little drunk and to give you a massage, some type of half, you know what I mean? Uh, we'll say a half massage, you know what I'm saying? And then because not y'all know it's not even a real massage, you know. It's just a it's just a little. Let me rub your shoulders. Let me rub your, your you know your lower back a little bit, just so much that I can un- unhook your bra. You know, and then flip you over, and then it, you know it's off to the races. You know, and that's all. That's all it took. And so you don't want to feel that way again. So you go ahead and say and implement this policy of I'm not going to do that anymore. Because I mean, isn't that what's really? Isn't that what really happened? I mean, because we're all being honest tonight. This feels like a keeping it real Fridays. But Corey, I mean, you. I mean, you know, you've. Been victim to the 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 massage trick before? Yeah, I have. I mean, and, who has um, it? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's story. how. I, I was gonna say that's usually how it starts. You know, I mean, that's like the you know that's foreplay. You know, that's how it it starts off. So, yeah, I can relate to that. Um, the massage thing. But here's the thing, though. I mean, women who say, you know, I just only thought it was a massage. No, that's not true. Deep down, you wanted it to go down. That's the only reason you let the man even give you a massage. You knew what it was going to lead to. And so when women say, like, oh, I don't want to go over his house or, you know, I don't want him to come over my house, whatever the case may be, it's not that they don't trust the man. It's that really they don't trust themselves because they know how they get like you said, when they've had a little liquor in their system, if it's, you know, a little late or even if it's been a long time since they've had sex, all of those factors, they say, you know what, I don't really trust myself. So like you said, that's when they implement the policy. But the last thing I was going to say is that it's nothing wrong with standing your ground and, you know, showing a man that you're worthy. The women that say, you know, I'm waiting 90, 90 days, men can see right through that. So they can see that it's not genuine. It's not like, oh, I'm being celibate until marriage. It's not that type of thing because you're clearly giving off a sexual vibe. And so men aren't taking that seriously. Yeah, that that's the key thing right there. Like you said, they're not taking it seriously. 
And so you that whole you can say, oh yeah, I'm celibate, but if your your vibe is you know is of a sexual nature, well then he's not gonna he's not gonna respect that. How you gonna be a hoe with your you know with your breasts out, but you you talking about you celibate? How you got your booty out in some tights talking about some? No, nah, I don't have sex. Come on, man! Like that doesn't even make sense. I mean, just say it doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes oh, that doesn't. You know, how do you? What do you mean? You know, that doesn't mean that she wants sex just because she has her breast up. Yes, it does. That's exactly what it means. It means you want your nipples sucked off. That's what it means. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, that's the game. That's you put it out there as bait, and then when he goes for it, you yank it away and say, "No, you can't have this." That's crazy. I mean, you know, you can do that, but there will be consequences. That's all. You know, and nobody wants to feel that way. So just, you know, and this is where my counseling comes in. See, because, you know, you can't change someone's life until you can affect them emotionally. The reason why I've changed, I've thousands of lives, whether you're just in the group, whether you just listen to the show, whether you've actually done private sessions, you have at some point felt uncomfortable by the things that you've heard one way or another. And that's the only way. When there are a whole bunch of jokes, when you say things, you know, and when you are happy, when you feel like you're being entertained, there's usually not a lot of, you know, uncomfortability. And real relationship advice, just like real biblical advice, is going to and should make you feel uncomfortable. It should cause and bring about a certain level of self-reflection. Anything less than that isn't going to have a, 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 an effect. You know, the best the best medicine doesn't taste good. The best cancer treatment is going to be very uncomfortable to go through. But I better remove that tumor. You know, go go read Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, and then order What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear, my two-disc uh, audio book. You, go, you, you just do the two, and then you tell me what's real. Don't even do that. Just listen to this show, and then you read the, any book. Forget that book, any book. And you tell me what's real. You understand? It's, it's all about being uncomfortable and, and self-reflection. You understand that, guys? I want to read this letter. Speaking of that, I want to read this letter to you. Now, like I said, I didn't, you know, you got, I mean, so it's on my, my uh, website. You know, it's, I don't know, I mean, it's out there. I did a YouTube video. Like, if you guys haven't already, check out my YouTube page. I think it's uh, youtube.com slash AskDayDon. You know, you can go directly there from my, um, you know, from my website, trctoday.com. While you're there, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, all that crap. You know, um, you know keep in touch that way. Um, but definitely subscribe to my YouTube page where I think I did a video where you can, where I, where I was just reading the letter. You can see it there, but I'll read it here, and I haven't read this in years. But this is the letter that I wrote directly to Steve Harvey. It resulted in uh, Shirley Strawberry, who used to be my Facebook friend, totally deleting me, even blocked me, in fact. Um, but and you tell me if this was something disrespectful or if this was something that was inappropriate or you know could have been said differently. You tell me, because I'm open to criticism. Um, I said, Steve, as a 32-year-old black hey, – wow, 32 – there you go right there. This is this was wow. four years ago. Wow. I told you, I haven't, this is no alterations. I'm just going to read it exactly how I was. I was 32 years old when I wrote this. 
I'll be 36 in December. Four years. Hey, time flies, Courtney. Yeah. Because I this remember was, that letter. Yeah, this was this was four years ago. And it was, uh, so that means we were two years into the talk show. You know what I'm saying? Because this is our this will this is our sixth year going into our seventh year on the air. So I said, Steve, as a 32 year old black male, I have a serious problem with you claiming to be an expert on black men and how we think. Many of your views on dating and relationships do not represent me or any man that I know. Even the title of your book makes no sense. It's impossible for a woman to ever be able to think like a man. All they can hope to do is understand uh, understand how and why we do the things based on real-life situations and scenarios. On the Data on Talbert show, ju- uh, just about every night, uh, me and men from all over the country call in to express their disapproval of your advice and voice their concerns about the fact that it's not an accurate depiction of how black men think. One topic that's especially troubling is the 90-day rule. It's ridiculous to put any type of time frame on how soon you should give up something as precious as your body to a man. It's even more ridiculous to think that 90 days is a good barometer of how long a man will wait to have sex with a woman. Women need to know that if a man just wants sex from you, he'll wait 90 days, 120 days, or even longer to get it. Once he gets what he wants, he's out the door. Following the 90-day rule is giving a woman a false sense of security and has gotten many unsuspecting women who thought they had a good man dogged on the 91st day. I understand that your intention was to encourage women not to give up the quote-unquote cookie so fast and to take their time to get to know a man before jumping into bed. However, as a self-proclaimed relationship expert, you should know that many women are going to take and have taken the 90-day rule literally and after having gotten their feelings hurt, uh, said Steve Harvey told me that's how long I should wait. I suspect that you knew this before co-writing Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, but just didn't care and chose to go with that catchy slogan for marketing purposes. Well, congratulations. It worked. You've sold millions of books, but at what cost? As a talk show host and advice columnist myself, I've gotten hundreds of Ask Data on Advice questions from women all around the world who've called or written into the show crying from being dogged after listening to your advice. On the show and in my advice column, I advise women that instead of putting an unrealistic time frame on intimacy, you should wait until marriage or at the very least until that man has strong feelings for you and you're in a committed, loving relationship. As a man who has personally strung women along, I wasn't the least bit interested in uh, for more than 90 days with no sex, I can say with certainty that men have no problem waiting indefinitely to get what they want. I recently watched you on the Oprah Winfrey Show answering viewers' questions on how soon is too soon to give up the cookie. Well, my response would have been to pray about it, and if you have to ask, then it's too soon. And when giving your body to a man, a woman should have no doubt whatsoever 
about how she feels about him and how he feels about her. Growing up, my father used to tell my younger sister that her body is a temple and that it should be given the highest level of respect. As a father, I would think that your message would be similar instead of encouraging women to use an unrealistic and ludicrous time frame of 90 days as a guide. To illustrate how preposterous the 90-day rule is, I've included this analogy that's opened women's eyes around the world and is a true ha- uh, happens to be a true story from my past. Back in the day, I had a really bad toothache, but no insurance. So I got this job to just to go to the dentist. They told me that I had to wait 90 days for my benefits to kick in. I hated the job, but needed the benefits to get my tooth fixed. So I stuck it out for the 90 days. Once I got my tooth fixed, what do you think I did with that job? I'm curious to know, to hear your response, if any, if you, that you have to that analogy, which in my opinion and many others totally removes any validity of the 90-day rule. When you advise women to wait 90 days before having sex, you might as well be telling them to wait two weeks because it will have the same result. If anything, I would have at minimum preferred you calling it the six-month rule or the one-year rule. Both would have been, both would have still been ridiculous, but at least it wouldn't sound as outlandish as only 90 days, which is absolutely nothing to most men. Telling a man he has to wait 90 days to have sex with you is like telling a lifelong criminal who's done years in jail that he has to do a 90-day bid. He's going to laugh and do it with no problem because he's been there and done that. Since you like to use the analogy of many jobs waiting to give their employees benefits, look at it this way. If I'm at a job where I want a promotion and my boss tells me that over the next 90 days he's going to be watching me and expects me to do certain things to show myself worthy of the promotion, how do you think I'm going to act? I'm going to be on my best behavior For that entire period, I'm going to be on time every day and go above and beyond all expectations simply because he told me that's what I needed to do in order to be promoted. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm a great employee. It just means that I really wanted that promotion. What would have made more sense for my boss to do would be to watch me over the course of several months, meaning more than three, to see my performance without me even thinking about a promotion. Steve, I'm writing this letter because my goal on the Data on Tolbert show is to help women avoid the uncomfortable situations that they often find themselves in. Unfortunately, over the past few years, I've found myself more often than not cleaning up the mess that you've made with your advice. Since you like to give advice, here's some for you. Stick to comedy. You've been very successful at it, and I applaud your success. However, by giving the type of relationship advice that you give, you're hurting women more than you're helping them. I I doubt that you'll read this letter on the air in front of your audience because you seem to be only concerned with hearing from women who've read your book and worship the ground you walk on. Unfortunately, they don't know any better. On the other hand, Men in barbershops of America who thrive on dogging women are laughing at act like a lady, think like a man, because you've just made their job a lot easier. 
On the Daydon Tolbert Show, I've interviewed many well-known celebrities, uh, such as Nene Leakes and you know Zayn and Selena Johns and many others, who have also appeared on your show. And I would personally like to invite you as a guest to discuss this topic in front of my audience. I'm very passionate about what I do and can no longer sit by and watch millions of women be manipulated into thinking that you represent how men think. I love to give credit where credit is due. Hill Harper gives excellent advice in his new book, The Conversation, and I'm a fan of Michael Bazin's show and advice. You, however, have a lot to learn when it comes to this generation of black men and how we think. Congratulations on your success and your many charitable works, of which I am very familiar. Keep up the great work. I'm not a hater and don't talk behind people's backs, which is why I hope this letter finds itself directly into your hands. So that's it. That was the letter. I know it was a little bit long, but I appreciate you guys listening to it. Courtney, hearing it again, what, about four years later, any uh, thoughts or uh, views maybe from a different perspective? Um, it's, It is interesting to hear the letter and then just to note, you know, um, some things in there that just differ from, you know, where we are now with the show. But other, you know, what I will say is that it was a great letter and um, it just shows how, you know, how he's leading women astray. And one thing that did stand out um, to me was um, that um, in the letter that you said that, you know, a woman should wait till marriage um, or if she knows how that man feels about her. And then, you know, as we, um, as the show has evolved, you know, we've, we always say that we wait, you know, the woman should wait until marriage ideally. Um, so I did notice just a, a few differences, but that doesn't take away from, you know, how great the letter was. So I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the funny thing. It's it's funny. That was the first time I've read it probably the year that I wrote it, you know, for definitely like three, four years ago. I mean, and I I see how I've evolved. It was some things I definitely, definitely would not have even said um, now. I think there was one part where I said, uh, you know, uh, you know, six waiting six months or even a year. Even even though I I did follow that that up by saying how ridiculous that would be, I probably wouldn't even have said that at all because, as we all know, just from a biblical standpoint, it's not about a time frame. It's about following God's word and not fornicating. So, but you know, with me, like I said, I'm, I'm real. You know, I tell stories about where I was. I was 32 back then. That was four years ago. Obviously, I'm in a much different place, a much better place. You know, and I, it's all, that's what life is about. You know, life is about evolution. Life is about progression, you know, and you never want to be the same person you were four years ago. Not, you don't want to be the same person you were two years ago, one year ago. Yesterday, we should all daily, you know, every day be self-reflecting, examining on what we've done, what we could do better, how we can be a blessing to others, you know, how, and, and that's really what life is about. You know, so what I'm saying is if you've, if you've been dogged by the 90-day rule, if you follow the 90-day rule, well, I don't care how you look at it, whether you're looking at it from a strictly biblical standpoint, whether you're, whether you're looking at it from, you know, just a logical standpoint, you know, hearing how men feel, just it, it makes no sense. And I don't even want to be here all night tonight, you know what I'm saying, talking about stuff. You know, I just want to do a little bit of a show, 
you know what I mean, just to just to talk about this because you know these are conversations you don't hear, you don't hear men discussing what how we feel about sex. You know, you usually hear people who have been put in positions with the sole purpose of misleading black women. In fact, uh, I mentioned on, what, the other night where we did our show on A Good Man is Hard to Find. I hope you guys heard that show. We we kept it extra real there as well. Uh, check that out. Check out the archives if you missed it. We were live, what was it, a couple of days ago. And... um I mentioned that we're going to be doing a special when the next live shows uh, that we'll do is going to be on 12 Years a Slave, <clears throat> where we talk about being a black man in white America, you know, where you where, you know, a lot of men can relate to, um, you know, just what it's like to be uh, not to be a slave, per se, but to be oppressed and to be discriminated against, you know, in whether it's corporate America and, and various other uh, aspects of society. So definitely check that out. But in that show, we'll talk a lot about black women and, and, and the, you know, the role of black women in, in regards to how the, the slave master, meaning the white man, has always, you know, historically, you know, raped her, beat her. I know, Courtney, you saw 12 Years a Slave. A lot of y'all women, you know, even going back to Rosewood, you know, you see how these men, Django, you see how these white men, you know, identified, hey, this is someone who we can profit off of, whether it's sexually, whether it's financially, and we will do whatever to whoever to get what it is that we want. That was, you know, hundreds of years ago, but at the same time, it's still going on today. Beyonce is a slave. You understand that? Rihanna is a slave. You know, and there are other slaves out there. Even Britney Spears, I'm a slave for you. Like, how many really? You know, listen to these lyrics. There's so many songs that speak directly of you know being used and being you know taken over. You know, get me bodied. Like, what the heck does that even mean? You know, there's so many different things that have hidden meanings that we as a people just choose to ignore. So we want to talk about, you know, a lot of those things, uh, you know, well, daily, but then uh, certainly when we do our special on, uh, on on 12 Years a Slave, being a black man in white America. Um, I'm going to take some calls. I see a couple calls on the line. And uh, what do you think, Corey? I mean, I don't know. Danny's not back yet. What the heck is this, man? Joyce Justin keeps hitting me up. Everybody keeps getting this message from the chick. What's going on? That's, what's up with your girlfriend, Courtney? I thought that was your ex-girlfriend. What are you talking about? <laughs> she keeps sending the same message, Joyce Justin. Matter of fact, my homie hit me up. He was like, yo, I'm not going to put his name out. He was like, yo, man, yo, what's up with that chick, Joyce? Man, I got a letter from her. What's up with her? You know her? She she hit me up trying to rap. She's on your friends list. I'm like, yo, it's, it's, it's spam. You know, this is a spam. This is like some porn star stuff, man. Leave that alone. He's like, oh, man, that, she was kind of cute. See, yeah, these dudes, that's the whole story. <laughs> these dudes, man, these dudes be pressed over these women, man. Like, I was like, relax, it's, it's not real. <laughs> man, man, these dudes, like, like 10 different dudes, no lie. I'm not going to put, he's one of about 10 dudes that inbox me asking me what's up with that chick, Joyce. Because the reality <laughs> is many, not everybody, but many of them were trying to smash. You know, they were trying to put, they wanted me to put them D with her. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, lady, don't be that woman that that, that gets plotted on. I don't want to be like, yo, nah, she leave, leave that one alone, man. Or be like, yo, yo, what's up? What do you think she let me smash? I don't want to have to be like, yeah, probably so. I don't want to have to say that about you. You know, I mean, I'm see, because you know me, I keep it honest. Yo, what's up with her, man? Is she a freak? Yeah, she's a freak. The the answer to that question should be, nah, man, you might want to chill on that. That's a good girl. She loves Jesus Christ. You might want to, you know, if you're if that's what you're into, she's not the one. Trust me, you ain't ain't nothing jumping, ain't nothing going on. Leave that one alone. She she's you know she's into the church. She's into God. She's nah, that's somebody's wife right there. That's wife. You see, like there, those are two very different conversations. The the question is, which one are are you? Is it yeah? She's a freak. Go ahead, hit her up. She probably let you smash. Hey, what you think? I gotta take her out. I mean, yeah, you might take her out a couple of days, but you know, she'll give it up after you know ninety days. You know what I'm saying? Nine days to like next tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? There are all of those are very applicable situations. Like these are real stories, real situations. These are all conversations that are had about women in today's society. I'm saying that because I care. I'm saying that because I don't want you to be one of those types of women who ends up being smashed off. Yo, check out this picture. Matter of fact, I'm about to text you. Check your phone. I'm about to I'm about to text you this picture. Look what this chick just sent me. Look at this chick. She got a leg up on the toilet seat. It was freak chick. Like, hey, whoa, what the heck is that? Hey, freak chick. Who's that? Oh, he go no. Check out her Facebook page. This is her right here. You see what I'm saying, ladies? Have you done? You see, you don't don't be that woman. Okay, don't be that woman on a Saturday night. Be different. Be special. Let's go to the phone line. See a call from the nine five four area code. Welcome to uh, Saturday Night Live. Hey, hey, Don. Hey, Courtney. How are you guys? Hey, good. Uh-oh. How's it going? Doing good. Um, I thank you guys for always being committed to um, talking, just speaking the truth and talking about what's really going on out here. And um, I just wanted to kind of um, talk about what you were mentioning on um, <laughs> going to um, a man's house or a man going to a woman's house. Um, and I just wanted to um, – I, I always thought that, um, you know, it was possible for one to go over to someone's house, you know, just to chill and to hang out. But um, I just wanted to get your opinion, Courtney's opinion, on, you know, just entertaining the thought of not even going there because I know that, you know, some people have a history of – you know, going to people's houses and doing certain things and then they get to a certain point where they feel like they're strong enough to try to try it that way to go, you know, alone to someone's house. But what really is wrong with avoiding such a situation? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I appreciate the call and I'm gonna address that. Let me let me say this. And I always this is like for me and I I give Tyler Perry his props uh, for Color Girls, in my opinion, was one of the best movies that I've ever seen. You know, very deep. You know, he really did a great job. Obviously, it's not his story. You know, I, mean, I know the history of it, but I'm saying, like, his adaptation of it was classic. You understand that? And if you guys missed our classic show on For Color Girls, 
before you listen to another show, another episode of this show, Google Four Color Girls on the Date on Tolbert show. And to date, that is one of the top five best shows that I've ever done, in my opinion. You know, and I don't even remember what we talked about all like that, but I just remember that's how great it was. You understand that? But definitely check that show out. Um, but in For Color Girls, obviously, the young woman went to, you know, the, or no, had the guy over in a situation and a very realistic situation. I, I can't really say that. I mean, you know, just be, have being live life out. I'm not going to say stuff like that doesn't happen. Could it have happened? Yes. Does it happen? Yeah, I'm sure something like that happened. I know date rape goes on, but, you know, that particular scene seemed a little over the top. You know what I'm saying? Like just the way it all played out. Um, I've never heard of anything like that happening. And I've interacted with thousands of women, you know, pro- personally, professionally, you know, people who've called into this show, letters that I've received. I've never really even heard of anything like that happening. You know, a woman going to, you know, talking to someone, getting to know someone, going to their crib, you know, and them being, you know, raped or, um, you know, something happening that they were not okay with. I'm not, again, I know it happens, but I'm just saying personally, out of, and, you know, just doing what I do, it's very rare, okay? Normally what happens is more often than not, you know, a woman goes to the crib, allows a man into her crib. One thing leads to another. There is a little bit of tug-of-war with the panties. Stop. No, you stop. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 da, 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 da. And then it's like, okay, oh, no, you know what I'm saying? Then it goes down. That's you, and then there's some regret afterwards, and then that usually shapes, you know, their perspective of why they don't want to put themselves in those situations again. So to answer the young woman's question, I agree. Sometimes it is a good idea not to put yourself in situations where you might be tempted to fornicate, but I want us to be real about it. That's all I'm saying. So I'm not saying, oh, yeah, you know, you meet a guy, go to his crib the first night, you know, and that should be the first thing. I'm not an advocate. I'm not advocating going to a man's house. But I want you to be honest about, you know, not you necessarily, but I'm saying just generally speaking, you know, be honest about the reason for why you're not going. If you, it's Because a lot of women will have you believe that it's about not trusting that man, when in reality it's about not trusting themselves to not be freaks, not trusting themselves to feel extra comfortable after, you know, you get there at 9 o'clock, you watch a movie, movie doesn't go off till you know, not 11.30, midnight. You say, okay, you want to watch another one? You tired? No, I'm not tired. Here, pop in the second one, you know, 20 minutes into the second one, you're getting your grind on. Next thing you know, you know what I'm saying, you're having sex right there on the couch. Like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I haven't, I've been celibate for, you know, one and a half years. I was doing so well, but now I'm doing it so well. You see what I'm saying? Don't don't let that happen to you. But if it happens, be honest about it. Just say, hey, look, I don't trust myself to to be in these types of situations. So, yeah, I agree. The Bible says to flee, you know, resist temptation. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Don't put yourselves in situations where you know that you'll be tempted. You know, because the reality is it goes back to, I mean, for me, I think it's about, you know, it's about screening it's about discernment. You know, I think that if, if you are, 
really trusting God. You know, you're not going to put yourself in a situation with someone where that could happen. You know, you're going to have, like, I advise, you know, women to, one, be cautious about who you even interact with and be cautious about, you know, getting to know that person even before you put yourself into a any type of one-on-one interaction, even if it is in a public place. You don't, a lot of these dates shouldn't even be dates because you know that you're emotionally unavailable. You shouldn't even be dating to begin with. That's one of the reasons why Courtney and I both offer free emotional availability assessments. Okay? We can tell you. I've been doing this for 10 years, a free 30-minute sessions where I will tell you, should you be dating or should you not be dating? A lot of women are dating, but they're in an emotionally unavailable state that's going to cause them to only attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. So it's not about should you go to the house or should you not go to the house. You could not go to the house. It it won't matter in the long run. If he's going to dog you, he's going to dog you. It might just take 90 days. It might take 30 days. It might take two weeks. It doesn't matter whether you go or not. I've had sex with women after the first date in the restaurant parking lot on the right on the first date so that's what i'm saying you could be at the crib you could be in the back seat of a whatever type of car it won't matter if you're going to be a freak you're going to be a freak if you're going to give it up it's going to you know it's going to go down courtney but what are your thoughts on that question though um just to answer what you said i just think in those types of situations where you know, women, um, you know, they go over the man's house and, you know, they end up having sex with a guy. A lot of times it was with a man that was only targeting them for sex anyway because I feel like if you are emotionally available and you are dealing with an elite man, not to say that he's not, there's not going to be temptation there, but, you know, you have yourself together and you're focused and you say, you know what, I am waiting until marriage or it's just not going down, then if he if he's, you know, looking at you and as a, you know, future girlfriend or, you know, to have a future with you, he's going to respect that as opposed to a man that's only looking at you for sex, then, yeah, the, the temptation is going to feel stronger because more than likely he's going to be, you know, touching on you and doing things like that because in his mind he was looking at sex with you anyway. So, and it's just all about um, just being in a good place emotionally and making sure that you're, um, you know, dealing with um, an elite man. You won't really know in the beginning, um, but it's really all about, like you said, just having that discernment and, and trusting God. So. Right. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you, you uh, offered that perspective because that's, that's something that I um, wanted to touch on tonight is, a lot of women, they think, and this is probably the media, not probably, it is the media, and it is, you know, weirdos like Steve Harvey and, and all types of just non-elite men, not you know, men who are not living for God. And I was funny thing, real quick, I was watching, uh, I was in my car, I just happened to turn on the radio and the Steve Harvey uh, show was on. And right at that moment, he was talking, it was like the show was going off, it was like 9, you know, like 9.50, right when the show was about to go off, they were doing their wrap-up. And Shirley was like, yeah, everybody tune in to, uh, make sure you tune in to the Steve Harvey show, uh, you know, the daytime talk show, because, um, you know, Steve's going to be giving away uh, some money. He was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm, he's like, yo, I'm going all out. He said, I'm giving away the most money that, you know, I've ever given away 
for me, and he like made this whole thing like, yeah, it's, it's like the biggest amount of money that'll ever be given away like in the history of daytime talk talk television. You know what I mean, for, like for but for me, and he was like, yeah, um, I mean, I'm coming out like I'm doing it big, like I'm I'm talking about how I how we do in Vegas. He was like, like when I'm I'm coming out, like I'm gonna be gambling it up, and he just went on this whole big rant about how he he parties in Vegas and gambles, and he's wearing the suit that he would wear when he him and his friends go to Vegas to gamble and and get drunk and and all this stuff. And I'm just like I'm just listening, like he was like going on and on and on about Vegas and how how they wild out down there, like him and his homies, and I'm just like yo, like what. Like, are you a Christian? Like, what? Who? Who are you right now, man? Like, I mean, obviously he's not, but it's just like, you, you see what I'm saying? And I'm not judging his lifestyle, but I'm just saying you you gotta pick a side, you know? You gotta, you know, you have to stand for something. You understand that? And there, the problem with it is, is women are following this advice, they're hearing this advice, and they're saying, well, you know what, you know. This is who I want to take advice from. So most likely when you see the types of men who are following that same type of advice or conducting themselves in that same type of manner, it doesn't seem as bad. So what I'm, I guess so my point is to go back to what Courtney was saying, as far as going to the crib, if a man is truly a man of God and not living a fraudulent lifestyle, not a fake Christian but a real Christian who's on fire for God, you're right, Courtney, he's not going to you know, get you know, set you up. He's not going to try to you know entrap you and get you to the crib just to smash. Case in point, my wife and I. You know, she's still out, but you know, I could get her to tell y'all. You know, they we met. You know, I think we were talking online, and um, I think back in the day, I had something on my MySpace page about you know, you could put little descriptions about yourself and little things. And I was like, yeah, my my barbecue chicken is you know, is off the hook, and uh, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, she said something about it, like, yeah, I'll be the judge of that, I was like, oh, yeah, that ain't, you know, that ain't no problem, you can, and you can come over to the crib, I'll cook you, I, you know, I'll cook you something, you can tell me, you know, if I'm lying about how good my chicken is, she's like, okay, cool, that's what's up, I'm gonna come over, so she came over, I cooked her the chicken, and this was relatively early in the the dating process, but see, the, in the different, you know, nothing happened, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, yes, finally she's here. I can smash. Like, it wasn't even about that because I had already identified her in my mind as someone special. So I guess what I'm an excellent, excellent point, Courtney, is that if a man is truly interested in you, it's, it's sex is going to be the last thing on his mind. The problem with it is so many women out here are only used to dealing with men who only have sex on their mind and only view them in a purely sexual manner. That's the difference. So you're, uh, most women have no idea what I'm even talking about right now because any man who's ever brought them to the crib has tried to smash if he didn't actually smash. So, But trust me, if you if you have the discernment and you are emotionally available and have attracted a man in that ready to settle down stage, it's not going to be, you know, let's just get her to the crib as soon as possible so I can hit as soon as possible. Any any thoughts on that? Excellent point, though. Um, no, I mean, I feel like, you know, 
we both said we both said it all. So. Right. This let's go back to the phone line. I see another call here from the uh if you guys have calls, questions, comments, we're not going to be live all night, so get them in now if you have them, 646-200-0366. But I do see another call here from the uh, 502 area code. Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hello? Hey, Dino. Yes, hello. Oh, hey, who's that? Hey, Dino. It's Cheryl. Hey, Courtney. Oh, hello. Cheryl, what's up? Hey, how are y'all? Um, yeah, I'm enjoying the show tonight. A lot of good topics, and yeah, um... I just wanted to make a comment on the um, what you were talking about going over houses. Um, you know, I mean, I agree basically with everything that you said. I mean, certainly, I mean, you can go over someone's house and, you know, even on the first date and, um, you know, it's just using, you know, your discernment and, you know, not have sex and nothing, nothing happened. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. However, I do want to say, like, you know, there is a certain, um, like, even for people that, I mean, like, even I feel like people that are Christians, um, you know, you do still have to be on guard, I would say. I mean, you know, you just have to pay attention. Um, you know, I am very fortunate to know, um, I, would say, I would say several, to have known a few couples that have actually made it all the way to the altar, wedding day, you know, ring, and not have sex until that point. And, you know, they did, I won't say they, you know, I mean, there was, not that they didn't go over each other's houses ever, but there were some, I mean, they weren't just, you know, there was some thought behind it. They weren't just all the time, hang, you know, hanging out. I mean, they did have to be on caution, so I just wanted to bring that up. You know what, show good point, which actually reminds me of something else, excellent point uh, that I wanted to make. The, let me clarify, because I don't want anybody to think that, because I am somewhat, you know, a traditionalist, you know, in that, you know, if a man is just saying, yo, on the first date, like, oh, yeah, he meets you, and it's just like, yeah, when can I come, when can you come over, when can you come see me, when can I spend some time with you? I mean, he's just basically trying to smash, you know, no, the first date, definitely should not be at someone's house and it won't be at someone's house if that man is interested in you when he's not interested in you and he is interested in only smashing then yeah he's going to try to spend as little money as possible i mean every player knows that you don't spend money on women that you're that you're just trying to smash so yeah that's what it's going to be if he just wants to hit but if he's interested in you interested in building a future He's going to want to invest time, and he's going to want to invest money in you. Money will not be an object when a man is interested in you, okay? Now, that being said, and this is where, you know, it really becomes you have to use discernment and and you really have to be smart because what happens is, yeah, we've invested time, yeah, we've invested money. You know, let's say we've gone out two, three times. Two, three times in many cases can equal two to three hundred dollars. So, and I'm not saying, you know, we're not talking about cheapskates here, but two to three hundred dollars is two to three hundred dollars. So, if I say, okay, you know, yeah, we, we went out to eat, you know, we did the whole dinner and the movies, you know, I went to the movies with my wife last week, paid for the tickets, twenty two dollars. Like, yeah, you know, we we ate, but I was like, yo, what you want? What you, you want something to eat? I think she got the uh, like some nachos and a drink, like, you know, and I think I got a drink, like twenty dollars. I'm like, what? Twenty dollars for some nachos and a and a, and, a, and a two drinks, but I mean, it, I you know I know I know what it was. I mean, it is what it is. But I'm just saying, 
you know, that's like that's like $50 right there, just off the, you know what I'm saying, that's for the movies. Let's say you do dinner and a movie. Like tomorrow we're doing dinner and a movie at the, uh, you know, like, what do you call it, the uh, go and check out Best Man or whatever, and uh, we go to the one where you can actually eat dinner while you watch the theater. It's like one of those all-in-one things. The Movie Tavern is what it's called. And so we, we routinely spend about, you know, $75, you know what I'm saying, just the tickets and then, you know, probably have a couple of drinks, have dinner, whatever. But, but it's, it's money well spent. It's a great time. And so, uh, but I'm just saying, that's one date. You understand? Now, if we're, obviously, we're married, it's a whole different thing. But if you're not married and this is like a first or second date, you don't even know if it's going to be a future, you know, you're not going to want to just throw money down the drain. So all I'm saying is, if you're getting to know someone and it's mutually beneficial and, and you know, and he's been paying from a woman, it's, it would be very, it would behoove you to say or to not have that stick up your butt when he says after the third or fourth date where he's already most likely spent $300, $350 on you, hey, look, did you? I'm watching the game this Sunday. Did you want to come over and watch the game? Uh, to me, no disrespect to the ladies, but only an idiot in that situation would say, or I shouldn't say an idiot, but an emotionally unavailable woman who most likely has been in bad situations, after three or four really great dates where the guy was a perfect gentleman and he just says, hey, look, I want to see you, but he's not saying it, but what, really what he's thinking is, I really don't feel like spending another you know, 70 bucks just to see you again, so maybe why don't we just chill and spend some quality time where we don't really have to spend any money, maybe order a pizza and still enjoy each other's company in, indoors as opposed to going out spending 75 to 100 bucks. Is that cool with you? Now, there are a lot of women who will, even, who will be feeling a guy, who will really not think that the guy is targeting for the sex, but just based off their past hoish behavior that has nothing to do with that guy, they will still say, not well, I don't, eh, I really don't feel comfortable with that. I really, uh, let's go out. Okay, yeah, we can go your tree? Because that's another thing that's, that's a very big turnoff. A lot of women will have ideas and suggestions for dates but have no intention of paying for these dates. So if I'm like, yo, do you want to just chill? That would be, I'm just telling you, ladies, that would be a big mistake. Because trust me, this is something that men talk about all the time. The best women do not hold their past sexual indiscretions against new men who are genuinely interested in spending time with them without spending a hundred dollars a pop. Am I, does that make sense to you, Courtney? From a woman, a lot of women really don't get that. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I hope the ladies out there see that. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, because if it's, you know, if it is, you know, his goal, his plan is to just smash, he's probably not already going to have taken you out three, four times, spent 50 to 60, 100 bucks on you. That would just be stupid. Most men today, say he, he will have deleted your number bef- well before he gets to three, four hundred dollars spent just to get some sex from me. I mean, you might as well go to a strip club and you know and, and, and you know, buy a whore for that amount of money. You know, I mean, you just want some sex. You know, and I'm just saying you literally could do that. So, just use your discernment. Don't you know? Don't be so. Don't take yourself too so seriously that because it, it almost becomes insulting. 
You know, you're basically saying, well, Dad, what you what you think, I'm going to rape you or something? You think I'm going to, I'm trying to just smack, I'm trying to get to know you, but you're thinking I'm trying to, that would have been a huge turnoff if after, you know, entertaining my wife or whatever, she's like, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to come over to your place. You know, yeah, we're sitting there talking about your barbecue chicken, but I don't go over to men's houses. What does that say? What would that sound like to me, Courtney? That sounds like emotional unavailability to me. Right. Let me just a quick refresher, and if you guys missed my, you know, the, the the benchmark, the landmark special that really defines and epitomizes this show, which was the definition of emotional unavailability. If you guys missed that show, definitely make it your business to, you know, scroll back, Google it, check out the archives, because if you don't have a good working definition of what that means, you're you're really going to be in bad shape when it comes to dating. And But in a nutshell, emotional unavailability is anything, put it like this, it's anything that causes you, that influences your future interactions with men, but based on past bad experiences, okay? You know, if you have trust issues from childhood, and so, and as a result, you meet someone and you exhibit those trust issues to him. That's emotional unavailability. If you've been cheated on and you have a a glass half empty way of thinking that you're and you're expecting this guy to cheat just based off of how other men have treated you in the past, that's emotional unavailability. And, you know that those are these are just examples. I mean, it, it you know there's so many other examples of emotional unavailability as well, but those are just a couple. So. It's anything that influences your future, but based on your on past experiences. And so this whole going over to the crib is a great example of that because, you know, if, if I haven't done anything to you that would indicate, you know, that I would be targeting you or, you know, you know what I'm saying, if I haven't done anything but you're only doing that because of you know, bad past experiences with other men who have done, who tried to jump your bones or, you know, you got to deal with that and you got to heal from that. That I have nothing to do with that, you know. And so it's just, I just don't want you guys to get, you know, for men to be turned off by you as a result. Any, any matter of fact, sure, what what are your thoughts on that that perspective? Oh, no, no, yeah, good point. Um yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Honestly, I don't have anything to um, to add to that. Right, right. Uh, it, it is. Just, just be careful. Just be careful out here. Be careful out here in these streets, ladies. I don't want you ended up in a in a uh, for colored girls scene because that scene was crazy, you know. And I, I I can't say enough about that show. In fact, I'll post the link after the show because. Every single week, what we did was we broke down and dissected every single character, you know, every single woman in in the film, in their own way, epitomized what many men are seeing out here from women, whether it's the whore, whether it's the woman who's dealing with the, the deadbeat dad, the abusive dad, the woman who's, you know, had the abortion. I mean, literally every single woman in the movie is represented, you know, a major issue that men looking for wives see and talk about on a daily basis. And it's, I literally can't say enough about 
the importance of hearing that particular show and how it because most likely if you're out to be honest if you're single you most likely fall into one of those categories you know what i'm saying not in a bad way but you know it just means sometimes there's there's certain things that have happened that have shaped and molded you into who you are and there's nothing wrong with reshaping you to be a different type of way in order to get the type of life that you want you know so go get ready to wrap it up you know, I know there's some creeping that needs to be done out there. There's some, you know what I mean, some things going on Saturday nights. We don't need to go into too much about that, so we're going to chill and let you guys relax. I know what I'm about to do until Danny comes home, get into sun, some Sons of Anarchy. You've been, you've been uh, checking it out, Courtney? No, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still on Black. episode two. I'm about to go wash my hair, <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch it um, soon. That's what's up, man. If you got, I'm telling you, I'll say, I've said it before. I will continue saying it. If you are single, okay, and you're looking for love, you know your Netflix, your Bible, and your and what you're doing right now. However, you listen to me, whether it's on iTunes, the the internet, your local radio, whatever it is. You know that these things will be your best friends because you know the Friday nights, Saturday nights, we're looking for women who are in the crib. Like what Courtney says, she's about to do. She's about to wash her hair. Courtney, what do you think my wife used to do on Saturday nights? Wait, say that again. What's the last part you said? No, my wife. What do you think she used to do on Saturday nights? Oh, she used to be at the crib chilling. Yeah, washing her hair. Watching some ridiculous, she likes these ridiculous house shows, House Hunters, Fix My House. The I don't even know what they're all called. Um, what the heck are they? you know those those ridiculous shows, man? They be the yeah. re- renovation reality, all those shows. Like she likes all that stuff. She she sit around and watch those all day. DVR would be like on our DVR now is on like eighty five percent. She just has the all those shows saved up. Like can you delete some of these, man? Like the heck? I do too. Like, yo, delete that crap. I just need to delete it. Did you delete my show? Yes, watch it. Either you watch it or it's gone, man. I need got to take my Monday Night Raw and all that stuff, man. Take up space. Anyway, um, but, yeah, so, you know, just um, hopefully you guys learn something tonight. You know, don't don't get into the 90-day rule, you know. Don't get into it. Whatever it is, okay, whatever it is, you know, if it's not of God, then it's not right. In fact, I was I was uh, posted last night, man. It's a lot of these psychos out here, these dudes, man, these fake call center ballers. You know, I said online, I said I feel sorry for people out there, specifically men, well, really just women and men, but really I had in mind men, you know, who who have nothing else to look forward to other than the next big party. Because, you know, it's like crazy. You see these people, their Facebook statuses are about nothing. And literally, but they get excited. They're like just living a miserable life throughout the week. It's like they get all super hype, you know, around the weekends. It's like they're going out. Can't wait to go out. It's like, yo, Dad, what are you doing during the week? Like the weekend is like so special for you because that's that's party. Well, what's what's Monday like? Like what's, what's Wednesday like? And it's like it's a really a miserable existence. Because see, the thing and the reason I'm able to say that is because I I've lived that lifestyle. 
I've literally lived a depressed lifestyle. All those women, all that partying, that whole lifestyle, it's really miserable when all you have to look forward to is the weekend. You ever see people status? It's the weekend. Nah, nah, nah. Like it's like okay, well my my Wednesday was pretty good too. You know, Thursday was that's just as good as Saturday. Tuesday is is a great day. You know, it's because really, what does what does the word say? You know, what does the word say about the weekend? What does the word say? Hold up. It says in First Thessalonians to be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Don't just say thank God it's Friday. The Bible says to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Be joyful always. How come people are so joyful on the weekend, Courtney? Because they can go out and party and get drunk and distract themselves from what is going on in their life to take away from the depression. That's why I did it. That's it. And don't don't let's not forget have sex. You know? I wasn't really out there like that, but you talking about just in general. Well, not you, not you necessarily, yeah. but just people in general. You know, yeah. that's a lot of times because if you really want to be real about it. Because, I, again, I can speak, everything I, I talk about, I can speak on because I've lived it. And the reality is is that a lot of, specifically women, they get so excited because Tuesday nights they're not having sex. You you know, you get this corporate America job, you know, you work 40, 50 hours a week, you know, you, you, you know, get up at 5.45 to get to work at 8.30, you know, uh, work all day long, you get home, you're beat. You're not trying to get smashed off on a Monday night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're trying to chill. You got to go to sleep. Get you know, get some dinner. You know, feed your cat. You know, get up, do it all over again. So a lot of times, Friday night is like the the day that you look forward to because you know that that's where you can kind of let your hair down, have a glass of wine, have a little somebody because you don't feel like going out. You were up at five forty-five. You're not going out Friday night. That doesn't mean you can't chill. Take a shower, you know, relax a little bit, come to the door with some type of negligee on so you guys can have a nice evening. Get smashed off, sleep in, you know, get up, run some errands Saturday, you know, whatever it is that you do. Go out with your girls Saturday night, Sunday, you know, maybe have them come back over, get to the, you know, back to the rat race. And that's that's many, and I, see, don't act like you guys don't know what I'm talking about. I just described the vast majority of women's lives out here just in like five seconds. That's it. That's that's the that's the routine, you know. And so men ta- men know that they take advantage. of That's one of the reasons why online dating is so popular nowadays, just because there's not a lot of time. And you and that's why women are dating multiple men because their weeks are pretty much as you inch higher and higher up the corporate ladder, your your days get, you know, your weeks get shorter, your days get shorter. There's not as much time, but while you're at work, you can you know set up dates, interact with people online, and different things like that. So you're you're making better use of your time. And I have no problem with online dating. Like I told you, I met my wife online, but. Um, it's all about is it done in the proper context? Is it done under the proper within the proper context of emotional availability? Or are you just searching? 
Because, ladies, if because it, it's tricky. It's very tricky. You can either, you know, be found by someone online, or you can be online looking for a husband. If you're online looking for a husband, you're going to find the wrong one. I can promise you that because that's not how it's supposed to be done. But if you're positioning yourself to be found, that's a different conversation. I can help you with that. In fact, in 2014, we're launching an online dating coaching service, you know, in addition to, you know, the counseling services that uh, Talbot Relationship Counseling already offers. So if you guys are, you know, interested in taking advantage of that, setting up a free uh, consultation, definitely call 855-55-DATON. Anywhere in the world, toll free, or email Dadon at trctoday.com. Courtney, I want to thank you for being here tonight. Matter of fact, I, th- I see uh, I think Latanya on the line. Is this Latanya from the two hundred five? Mm-hmm. Hey, Courtney. I'm mad. I know your number by heart, Latanya. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know y'all doing a great job. What's your thoughts? What, what, did you have a question or comment or anything? Mm, I had forgot my question in my comment. <laughs> let me ask you this, Latanya. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this since I got you here. What do you think about the ninety-day rule? You know, you obviously waiting to have sex, being a virgin, um, is is that a um, a rule that you follow or would follow? No, I don't. I don't. Nah, I. I I used to think I was just inboxing Lewis that we were just talking about the 90-day rule, and I thought it was special. In my mind, I'm well, let me find out. Crazy. Let me find. <laughs> hold up. Let me let me find out. You and Lewis got something going on. <laughs> we and Lewis ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> what you? What y'all talking about in the inbox? What got going on? Man? Hold up. You got two versions. Hold on, that's, that's deep. Oh, that's deep right there, man. Shout out to Lewis, man. We, we got to do a, another barbershop talk. I have the utmost respect for Lewis. But I didn't, wow, Latanya and Lewis, to a male version and a female version. This is, version, this is what we do, man. The Dayton Tolbert Show group is special. Do you understand that? Where else are you going to find a male version and a female version, both on fire for Jesus Christ? But anyway, I'm sorry, Latanya. Where you? You were inboxing Lewis about the 90-day rule. I was just asking him about what his thoughts about. Cause I used to think that it missed those, I guess, those 90 days. They, the guy will be waiting too until you said on the show, and he said on the show, he's having sex with all the women, and then just turn around and wait to have sex with you. But I don't, I don't think it's a good message to be pointing out. Because I think you should point out. Um, point of spread of abstinence. That's what I think. Right. Absolutely. I, mean, I appreciate you for calling in, man. You know, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of respect for Latanya. You know, she she's had some issues, she's had some struggles, but at the end of the day, she loves Jesus Christ and she respects her body enough to not give it to you know any old body, which is which is very admirable. In today's society So definitely uh, You know Shout out to Latanya Shout out to Lewis You know Another young brother On fire for Jesus Christ You know Waiting till marriage To have sex And um, you know That's You know And I'm not I, I wasn't a virgin You know I'm not even gonna Sit there and lie to y'all You know There are a lot of things A lot of stories that I hear And a lot of people that um, You know I see that are inspirational To me even You know As far as How they're living life And have lived life 
you know, when when I was that age. So, you know, it's just it's just all about um, you know, identifying people who you can take something positive from, you know, surround yourself with a, you know, a strong circle, you know, because if you have if that foundation is weak, every, the whole ship is going to sink. You know, the devil will be able to inch his way on up in there. And um you know, and, and, uh, and attack. In fact, if you guys missed our special on um, how to overcome attacks from the enemy, specifically sexual attacks, sexual temptations, a fear of being alone, any attacks of the devil, definitely check out the archives of that because that was one of those, another one of those historic shows that, um, you know, was really instrumental in, uh, you know, ha- helping some people break break free of bondage, you know, uh, the bondage of of temptation and you know and sexual sin and sexual immorality. So um but yeah, that's it guys. I appreciate you guys for uh you know for spending your Saturday night with me. Again, one of the next live shows that we'll do will definitely be on 12 Years a Slave and uh you know being a black man in in, in white America and obviously like you know we're going to see my wife and I are going to see uh the best man holiday uh, tomorrow matinee, you know, and uh so obviously, I think you guys know I'll be in there with my notepad, and uh, we you should expect a, a show on that. Courtney, are you going to check out The Best Man? I saw it already. How was it? It was good. It was good. Um, hey, you yeah, didn't I, waste I really, no time, was... did you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, oh, yeah, it just I, came I out yesterday, it, Courtney. I saw it yesterday. But, the heck? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was good. I, I think you'll like it. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll check I, it I'll out. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it. I enjoyed the first one, so I look forward to seeing it. And you guys can expect to, um, you know, expect a, um, I'm not sure I'll do it. We'll, we'll let you know. I may or may not do an entire show on it, but we'll definitely discuss the movie depending on, because I don't just see, just real quick, you, you guys know me. I don't just do stuff just to do it. Like, I have to be you know, passionate about something. Like tonight's show, I was passionate about, you know, Preachers of L.A., when I finally saw the show, I became passionate about discussing the show. So that's why we do that. And anything we talk about is because it's important. You know, this the, our motto is real radio that matters. We don't just talk about stuff that doesn't matter. So we'll see tomorrow if the best man matters. If it does, then we'll talk about it. If it doesn't, then we won't. Like like stuff like that other show, what was that movie, uh, Baggage Claim? That doesn't matter. You know, I didn't see it. I'm not going to see it. We didn't talk about it. It doesn't matter. Best man, we'll see. But look, guys, thank you. I appreciate you for listening, and I'll see you all tomorrow night. Peace.
Date on tour, motivation, child. Date on tour, come and change your world. 